show it is the debut of the andy everett show tonight on location however we're at the chicken and pickle at uh vance jackson and utsa boulevard in less than two hours we'll have the utsa basketball radio show which we'll preview here in a little while and tell you all about that and some historical things happening there uh but uh, it's uh, time to get my show underway i've been uh, with the uh, company now for somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 years in one capacity or another and uh, it was uh, deemed a few weeks ago that uh, it's time for me to have a show with my name on it. I did have a show that we called The Morning Drive, and I came up with that name. And then as soon as our show ended, the Golf Channel stole it for their morning show. Uh, and so uh, I thought it was a pretty good idea, and it was good enough for them to do it as well. But this is going to have my name on it, and uh, we're going to talk some sports, and we're going to talk some stuff. And we got all kinds of things to get to in this first show in the next hour and uh, 50 minutes or so. And Sam Freeze is the producer extraordinaire of this show, and he'll be all along for the ride every day as well to chime in on my takes and for me to react to some of the things he says. So uh, welcome, Sam. Andy, I swear tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> will be a lot smoother with Mike in the room so we can make and sure I'll we're I'll be there all... tomorrow, too. Actually, I'll be in the room, and then I'm out of the room, and then I'm in the room. So, you know, I'll be in and out. So. See, this whole new this whole new – it's going to take some adjustment, but I, I, I like where we're headed. I, I'm we're, happy. We're getting there. I'm happy, that's, that's happy to join That's why they have preseason you. games, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this, is, this was not our dress rehearsal preseason game. This was, this was like the, the first training camp scrimmage before we even <laughs> – play the hall of fame game exactly so uh we're, we're going to get back on the track let me tell you about what i hope this show is and becomes over the however long it lasts and you know it's show business you never know how long things are going to go but we hope it goes a long time uh this will be a very interactive show one of the things i think that's been missing from sports talk radio for a number of years some shows still do it some do not but I would like to hear from the listener and to have caller takes. Now, we're not going to sit here and just do open line uh, whatever the day of the week is and you know go one after the other. You're going to have to have something to bring to the show and make it sound good. And we'll get Irvin uh, trained up over the next uh, few weeks on how to make sure that you are legit when you call us and have uh, some kind of a sports take that you want to share with us. So the 736-9760 number is going to be open, and we hope that you'll join the show and talk sports with us from time to time and we take phone calls. I will have takes up every day, a, a main topic and several other subtopics behind that. I uh, hope to be able to relate some stories. I've been around the San Antonio sports media for, as I said, 30-plus years. I've had the pleasure of traveling uh, to all kinds of football and basketball arenas around the country as well. And every place you go, there's a story and there's a broadcaster or a media guy or a player or a coach or somebody that tells you something that is either uh, extended its statute of limitations, so it's now topical now, or it's never had statute of limitations to begin with, so you can talk about it whenever you want. Uh, and uh, we'll certainly uh, bring those to the table as well. And uh, we will have some interviews. I'm going to try to get some compelling guests to come on that people People want to hear from, and uh, we'll do that uh, as well. And uh, hopefully, Sam, that uh, we uh, entertain everybody on their commute home between five and seven every night. Yeah, Andy, like Mike said, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to have. Basically, I view it as it's all of us two to seven, and that's what the most exciting thing is because we're going to have 
we're going to have a lot of crossover. We're going to have you, you know, obviously joining earlier. We're going to have Mike on days where uh, we aren't so discombobulated. Also, or maybe on days where, you know, you're out to travel. You know, that could be a day where Mike fills in with me to help uh, to help cover the, the two hours of your show. Basically, just a lot of cross-pollination between all of the assets we have here. And, of course, again, in- including uh, Irvin, who will be with uh, both shows as well. So, yeah, exciting, yeah. exciting day, man. And when I have uh, basketball conflicts with UTSA, we'll do the show up until the start time. If I can't get to the uh, airwaves because of uh, wherever I may be in a travel or an airplane not getting us to whatever, we'll work around all of that. And I kind of have a feeling come fall we'll probably have a couple of uh, weeknight football games like we did this last year as well. So I'm going to take our first break here shortly, but we're going to get into Cowboys Buccaneers. I want to talk about uh, Marr, the uh, kicker, Brett Marr yesterday and his, uh, his problem. And I can relate. And I think most people that are not sports fans but may have played some kind of recreational sport can figure this out. And uh, they'll have some uh, some uh, things to think about along those lines as well. Uh, I think that uh, we need to talk about the game in the Alamo Dome the other night. I want to make sure we talk on that. I thought that was pretty cool to watch the Spurs uh, play Golden State. Uh, and I had a, a conversation on an airplane this week that talks uh, that kind of illustrates the generational difference when you compare the greatest players in any one sport from one year to the next. So I'm going to get into that and a whole lot more, plus a lot of sports stuff. And Thursday night in the Convocation Center is going to be a historic night for UTSA basketball. I'll tell you why coming up. We want you to be a part of this show. If you if you're own a business and want to advertise, you can do so. We'll, get, we'll tell you how you can get in touch with us. Just email me, Andy Everett, at iHeartMedia.com. If you want it to show on location, that's possible as well, as is the Mike Taylor Show. So a, kind of a whole new thought uh, process as to how we do this uh, over the next uh, several months and hopefully years on Ticket 760. Let me tell you about Roofix. They're the only company in San Antonio that offers roofing, solar, all under one roof. And you can trust uh, so, uh, Roofix, solar energy, fair price, quality service, lifetime warranty. The Inflation Reduction Act is coming up. It basically says that it's, uh, you're trying to curb inflation and you're trying to be able to do so by uh, lowering your uh, cost of your energy. And you can get up to $14,000 in rebates with things like solar panels on your roofs, weather uh, weatherization like new windows and doors, and even battery storage. So check out Roofix Solar Energy experts when it comes to the new Inflation Reduction Act. They can assist you and taking advantage of all kinds of things. So if you're in the market for an upgrade, want to fix your house, maybe even building a new house, and you want to put solar on it, make sure Roof Fix is the company that does that for you. Roof Fix Solar Energy, 210 Fix Roof. That's 210 Fix Roof. You can visit their website at RoofFixSA.com. It's the Andy Everett Radio Show on the ticket. I never write reviews, but Navage is so amazing, I had to leave one. Nothing's ever cleared out my sinuses as well. I'm blown away by how Navage works. That's a review from Carrie, and it's one of over 100,000 online testimonials praising Navage. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I've talked about flushing out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs. How Navage's powered suction can help you breathe better, and how your nose is the body's air filter, and Navage will clean it out. But don't take my word for it. What do people like Chad say, who wrote, Navaj has helped clear out my nasal passages every single night. My wife says my snoring has gone way down. Snorefest be gone, unquote. 
Navaz is the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million customers to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaz is available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Thomas J. Henry Law has more than 2,700 five-star Google reviews from satisfied clients. If you've been injured and need an attorney, don't leave your case to chance. Contact Thomas J. Henry today at tjhlaw.com slash radio. San Antonio, Texas. Kick off the new year at the Chevrolet Dealer of the Year, North Park Chevrolet. New Silverado crew cabs are posted at $9,000 off MSRP. A 2023 Traverse posted at $4,000 off MSRP. And a new 2023 Malibu RS posted at $23,999. Plus, get 4.99% financing for 72 months on most Chevrolet vehicles. Find new roads at North Park, 10 minutes outside Loop 410 in Castroville, or at npchevy.com. Must qualify for financing offers. Call 830-355-2107 for full price details. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash radio. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands. At 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra. The same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash radio. That's 4 slash radio for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Rachel Bonetta here, host of the Benched with Bonetta podcast, and now the NFL Game Day View podcast. Join me, Cynthia Freeland, Greg Rosenthal, and Patrick Claibon as we break down the week of games. We're going to give you our predictions on things such as how many points will be scored in each game, who is going to win, and how they will do it. Listen to new episodes of the NFL Game Day View podcast every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload event at Lowe's, happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload event today. Valid 1229-125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Money. That's money. Enter it now. San Antonio Sports Station. Ticket 760. All right, Irvin's already playing some fantastic music to rejoin the show. It is the Andy Everett Show, and I'm Andy Everett, and I get a show with my name on it. How about that? That's pretty cool. We're going to talk a lot of sports today, a lot of Cowboys discussion, and uh, we're going to get into some Spurs talk. They're apparently going to make a big announcement this week about something uh, with the team. I saw kind of a blurb on that the other uh, hour or so ago. Alamo Dome looked electric on Friday night. Spurs did not play well. Golden State did. We'll touch about that. And Three guys on a plane, all three different ages. How you... uh, 
how your sports fandom exists because of your age. We're going to talk about that coming up in a little while. I want to get into the Cowboys uh, discussion, and um, unfortunately, I didn't see the scoring last night until the game was over. I watched a lot of the highlights. I had a UTSA basketball game last night, but I did listen to Brad for most of the fourth quarter as uh, I was uh, headed uh, to eat after the game, after the basketball game, and I, I watched a ton of highlights last night and saw how well the Cowboys played and how well defensively they played, and Sam, you tell me, because I think this may be the best game Dak Prescott's ever played. Would you concur with that? Well, I mean, when you add in the uh, when you add in the ramifications of what it meant for the franchise to get their first road playoff game or first road playoff win in in three decades, you add into all the pressure that you know Dak individually was facing uh, over the last five six weeks with the inconsistent performances and the multiple pick six and the lack of momentum. I mean, he might have. He's he has statistically had better regular season games, uh, but when you I think when you add on top of the st- you know, statistics exactly what this meant for this team for this organization, yeah, I mean I'm right there with you. That was that was Dak's best performance of his career. Well, here's the way I look at it, and, and you watch your leader to be the, your quarterback, and you and I think Dak was that last night. And here's where this guy comes. This comes in. I don't know if this actually happened in the locker room or not, but there are times when you don't you go into a game or you go into a series in baseball or you go into a playoff game and you're not playing your best. You had the the, the issue against the Commanders, and sports is always about momentum and it's about compassion and energy. I always talk about this when you're playing a big game. The next game is always a letdown because you cannot create that same emotion. Daryl Royal and Barry Switzer used to talk about the OU Texas game every year, and the game they worried about the most was the game after. And it seemed like almost every year OU played Kansas and played terribly and barely won, and Texas played Arkansas usually the, the, the game after and squeaked through that game and sometimes lost. And it was because they couldn't regain that, that energy and that emotion that they had in the previous games. And it's really, really hard. If you've never played sports, if you've never been around sports, and you're just a, a fan from afar, it's really hard to understand why somebody can't get up every single week for a game. And as soon as, as there was nothing really to play for, after Philadelphia won the game a few hours before their, their, their game was in, in, into uh, action last week, after they had won and there was no thing, nothing to play for in terms of seeding, that's a huge letdown as a player. Now, had the Eagles lost, all of a sudden your motion changes and you can change the gears in a game and really play better than you have been playing. But it's really hard when the wind comes out of your sails to do that. But I think the Cowboys looked at this and said, we're 12-5, and five, they're 9-8, and eight, they're not very good, we're better, let's just go in there and dominate early and get this over with. And there's sometimes the team can do that. And you, and you can usually do that after you've had a bad performance. Now, a lot of times it's hard to do that after you've played a big game. And I think the next biggest game for the, for the Cowboys is obviously the one that's coming up next with San Francisco because the 49ers have been on a roll in the last few weeks, and they haven't let anything get in their way. But the Cowboys now have some confidence, and I think they're going to be fine against the 49ers. They may not win because San Francisco is playing that well and they have home field advantage, but I expect a really close game on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, and surprisingly, so does Vegas. I mean, Vegas only has San Francisco as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which was, you know, despite despite how well Dallas played against Tampa, you know, as you said, that was a twelve and five team taking care of business against a eight and nine team. Well, but, and I saw some deal today. I think it was on ESPN or Fox where they the uh, the money is starting to go towards Dallas with those points, 
And somebody said the Cowboys have a 52% chance of winning. How they figure that out, I don't know. But the Cowboys, uh, I think the three points is basically home field advantage. So the the experts in Vegas are saying this is a pick'em game with San Francisco getting a slight nod because they're at home. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know how they justify that, but there's a reason those casinos are so tall out there. I mean, they they usually they know what they're, they're doing. They're never wrong. Usually they're on to something. But yeah, I think that's probably that's probably just as much of the fact that Dallas looked good last night, and also. You know, San Francisco won and looked good at times, but, you know, still having a rookie quarterback who was taken with the last pick in the most recent draft, I think that's probably where some of that, uh, some of that line is closer than you would think. Don't discount the the, the fact that uh, the Cowboys uh, are have had a really good season all year long. They're looking forward to this game coming up, but... I think one of the things you got to look at, there's a lot of people that are calling out Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the only reason Tampa was 8-9 to be, or 8-8, whatever they were in the, in the, in the regular season, to be 7-9, I think, to begin with. That team's terrible. They have Tom, Tom Brady and Mike Evans and not a lot else. And maybe they overachieved in, the, in previous years, but that team isn't very good. And Tom Brady, statistically, was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league this year. So... Even at 45 years old, he can still do it if he has the weapons around him to do it. He just has no weapons. So I would think that even the first game of the year when they were all 100% healthy and jacked up for the first game, that that was a, a pretty good start for the uh, for the, uh, the, the uh, Patriots, I mean for the uh, Buccaneers. But the, the Cowboys were clearly the better team. They took care of business, and they, uh, they won that game. All right, I got more stuff on the Cowboys coming up. I want to talk about Brett Maher coming up in a little bit about his issues. I'll relate it to something that I think uh, you, those of you that don't play professionally, play uh, recreational sports, can relate to uh, coming up here in a little while. I do want to touch on a couple of the other NFL games from the weekend. I thought the comeback by uh, Trevor Lawrence and Jack and, and uh, Jacksonville. That Trevor Lawrence reminded me of Clemson uh, Trevor. We haven't seen Clemson Trevor in the in, in the NFL in a while, uh, if at all. But I thought that game, he was the same quarterback he was at Clemson when he was leading his team to wins uh, for national championships. Yeah, I mean, he went from, he went from looking like an undrafted uh, quarterback in the first half to looking like the first overall pick that he was in the second half. And, you, I mean, you nailed it. That... I feel like that was his coming out party to a national audience, to a probably the next chapter of his career, because it has been a bit of a wasted career up until this point. All right. The other game I was watching, the other, I was, actually, I was listening to this on Sunday afternoon. I was listening to the Dolphins Network, and the Dolphins, I thought, had their chances uh, in, in the game, but you cannot have the clock management issues that they had in the fourth quarter. It is... Everybody now plays with a 40-second clock. I think even in high school, they play with a 40-second clock. You have plenty of time to get the play in. You've got a young quarterback that's not used to all the, the issues going on. He's got a lot of things to think about. You've got to get those plays in earlier. But they had a delay of game when they were out of timeouts, and they had to call a timeout previously in that same drive in order to not have a delay of game, and that ended up with their timeouts. they got to do a better job of that. And and, uh, and I'm, not ta- I'm not talking about uh, – I'm talking about um, – uh, Thompson from uh, from Kansas State that uh, that played in the game against uh, 
against Miami. Baltimore had the same, uh, some similar issues, but uh, I really thought the Miami uh, game, Miami had its chances against Buffalo. Buffalo dodged a bullet there, and the only thing that kept them from losing, I think, I don't, I don't know that Miami wins the game, but what kept them from having a chance to win was terrible clock management in the f- final five minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, you, you just can't, you can't be taking multiple delayed games. I mean, hell, the, I mean, the Dolphins took their final timeout with uh, something like three something, five minutes left somewhere in there. And that was, you know, as they were still down and mounting the comeback, I, I think at the end of the day, the better team won that game. Sure, uh, yes. But, you know, Skylar Thompson and or, or Mike McDaniel didn't give his uh, rookie quarterback much of a chance when they're getting the play calls in that late consistently. All right, coming up in the next segment, I want to talk about the Spurs a little bit and the game in the Alamo Dome on Friday night. And the Alamo Dome looked electric, and there were a lot of you chimed in on social media that I want to talk about because some of you just don't get it, and some of you, don't, I guess, don't want to get it or just don't understand. Not all of you. I think the same people get it, but there's some things I saw on social media that just continue to flabbergast me. And also we're going to talk a little bit more basketball in the next segment because I want to talk about something I heard on an airplane this week that really kind of puts it into perspective people's uh, demographics when it comes to uh, sports in America and who they think is good and who they think is not as good as some others, some of those that are older do. All right, let me tell you about the Alamo City Golf Trail. It's where I play most of my golf. I'd love to play the golf courses there, and I don't know how I would rank them all, but I'd probably put Riverside uh, when, it's, when it gets back into condition and gets redone. I really like Mission to Lago. I, play, I tend to play well at, uh, at uh, Willow Springs, and I shot a 68 back in October at Brackenridge, so I may have to put that one on the top of the list. Wherever you want to play golf on the Alamo City Golf Trail, you're going to guarantee to have a great time. And I'm no longer in- interested in a torture test when I play golf. I want to have fun. And the Alamo City Golf Trail gives you the opportunity to have fun. The golf courses are in great condition year-round, except when they have to airify, and they usually do a really good job of getting that out of the way pretty quickly and rotate those golf courses around so you have a great place to play. Uh, these uh, golf courses are traditional. Some are new. You're going to get a variety of golf courses, a variety of wins, and a lot of different places to go around town. The staff at the Alamo City Golf Trail does a fabulous job to keep play moving. You can usually play right around four hours, and the golf course is every well, is every, uh, well maintained. If you play a lot, like I do, they've got packages for you to save you some money. If you play a little, they've got packages for you as well, and they're competitive with anybody in any city in the world when it comes to the experience of playing golf on the Alamo City Golf Trail. Make your tee time today. Go to alamocitygolftrail.com, find the course, make your time, and ask yourself, where do you want to play golf today? It's the Andy Everett Show, and it's 530 on Ticket 760. All right, it's almost 5.50 as the Andy Everett Show continues, and I am Andy Everett, and thanks so much for being with us on the debut of this show. We'll be back tomorrow and hopefully a lot of other weekdays for many, many weeks, months, and years to come. Uh, We're out of chicken and pickle tonight because UTSA basketball radio show will take place. We have an interesting thing that's going to happen in the Convocation Center for UTSA basketball on Thursday. We'll tell you about in the stuff segment coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. I I had this... uh, Sam, what is the first basketball player that you really remember as being the great? Were were you old enough to appreciate Michael Jordan in the in the nineties, early nineties? It was. It wasn't until honestly until the end of his run with the Bulls that I was actually sports conscious of of him being the 
level of greatness that he was. I mean, the early 90s, late, obviously late 80s, early 90s, Jordan, uh, not so much. Okay, I was on, a, on an airplane, and uh, one of our players was sitting in the window seat. I had the aisle seat. And a guy that I eventually found out later on was 35 years old, 34, 34 years old, I think, was sitting next to us. Uh, and uh, the two of them struck up a conversation because he had he had played somewhere in junior college, and our player was on the on the roster. And the player for UTSA, I think, is probably twenty twenty one, and he's thirty four, and I'm about to be fifty nine. And I'm just listening to their conversation about who the greats were, and and of course they're talking Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, and maybe Kevin Durant. And then the older guy that was 34 was like, yeah, but MJ was – MJ's still MJ. And I, I was kind of following along with that conversation. And, and then he goes, yeah, and I wasn't really old enough to remember him a lot, but Akeem Olajuwon was really good too. And then I, I turned – I looked at both of them and I go, yeah, Kareem scored 38,383 points without a three-point shot. Yeah, minor detail. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> and, and, and not that Kareem is better than MJ or LeBron. That's debatable and we'll talk – but I always look at it this way. Until – Michael came along, the greatest player of all time, was Kareem. Because not only did he have the numbers, uh, he, he, Wilt Chamberlain may have been the better player, uh, but Kareem's numbers were bigger, and, and Kareem's teams won because he had more support than Wilt ever had. Wilt basically had Hal Greer in Philadelphia and a bunch of guys that couldn't play. Uh, and by that, never could get past Boston because Boston had an all-star team plus Bill Russell and a few others on their team. So... Um, but I think it, what's interesting is LeBron's like 300 and some points away now from breaking Kareem's all-time record. And the, the three-point shot wasn't even a part of basketball until the 79-80 season in the NBA. They adopted it then, and nobody even really shot threes until about the early to mid-90s, except in desperation. And now it's part of how you play the game. And as Pop said the other day, we're going to have a circus show at some point and probably have a four- and a five-point play. But... Uh, I I think that as as you get further away from Kareem's career, and he's now been retired for 34 years, that people don't realize how great of a player he was. He was 87 and two in college at UCLA. He averaged over 30 points a game, and the sky hook that way he made so famous was a shot that he had to develop, and John wouldn't help him develop because he was going to be so dominant. His, he, he couldn't play as a freshman. He, he had to wait till your sophomore year because freshmen weren't eligible back in the day. But uh, go, the going into their, his sophomore year, they outlawed the dunk in college basketball for 10 years. So uh, Kareem and, and Bill Walton never got to play with the dunk. I think the 78 season is when they allowed the dunk to come back in because they realized it was a selling point for fans. So Kareem went in the gym and started working on the sky hook when he was – before his sophomore year and didn't take long for him to perfect it and it was pretty much an unstoppable shot till he got older and couldn't jump very higher uh, very high but to me I don't ever want people to discount the greatness of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was the first player that I idolized the most, and I got to watch him play pretty much every year of his career uh, in uh, several games in the uh, eight in the uh, Hemisphere Arena uh, in his in the twilight of his career when the Lakers would come here to play the Spurs. But I find it really interesting that a 33-year-old never saw Kareem play, did not see much of Olajuwon play. Loves Michael and LeBron and Kobe, and then the twenty-year-old doesn't really remember Michael; only remembers Kobe and LeBron. So it's very generational. Yeah, I think you'd be, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a more slept-on all-time great than Kareem. And I, I think honestly, that does 
more than anything, I think it just correlates to the rise in popularity of the NBA, obviously on the back of uh, Bird and Magic, all of a sudden this this third guy comes, because Bird and Magic even made a lot of people uh, not for, obviously not forget about Kareem, but look and say, oh, well, these guys are, are going to be way better than Kareem was, because Kareem at the, towards the tail end of his career there, and then Jordan comes along and everyone says, wow, this guy is better than Larry Bird and Kareem. And then from there with the, I think it's just more the rise because the NBA is also the league that did the best job of marketing themselves digitally as soon as we, as soon as the internet arrived, all of a sudden you're getting, you're getting the highlight reels of of comparing LeBron to Jordan all over social media, which is obviously a benefit that Kareem just didn't have. Because I, I mean, I think if you go back and if you say, if you could have watched Kareem highlights on social media the morning after he did something insane, I think there'd be a lot of more people that look back and say, uh, yeah, there's no question he's in that Mount Rushmore. Well, I think Kareem's career was extended because of Magic Johnson. No question. And if you read documentaries about Kareem, he was ready to hang it up in the 80 or 81. He was tired of playing. He was ready to just right off in the sunset. He wasn't a big spendthrift. He didn't live a, a high-profile life. Uh, and he just was ready to go. And when Magic came in and the Lakers decided they were going to play up-tempo, Kareem didn't like that because he wanted his touches in the paint, and he wanted to score his 30 a game and not have to run up and down the court very hard. And Magic came to him and said, listen, here's how we, we, we want to play. And this was early in there when they had Norm Nixon and, uh, and him in the backcourt. Whoever, you get the rebound when the guys miss a shot. You outlet it to me, and we're going to fly up the court, and we're going to get an easy bucket. And if we don't get an easy bucket in the first 10 seconds, then we're going to back it back out. You walk down the floor, park your butt in the post, we'll throw you the ball, you get a skyhook. And that's how we're going to play offense. And that way, if the fast break happened, Kareem didn't have to run up and down the floor on a fast break. Because prior to that, the way that coaches coached was everybody runs on the break. The center gets the ball, and the center's the trailer the whole way up in case there's something else that's going to get in the way. If, you, if your first option's not there on the break, maybe you have a secondary option. The, the trailer would be the third, the, uh, the third option. The Lakers didn't play that way. It was him, and, and, uh, and eventually it was Worthy and Scott when, when they traded Norm Nixon. But though everybody else would run except for Kareem, and it, it, it made his career uh, longer because he could take uh, the first 15 seconds of offense off. And then, okay, the play breaks down, throw it to the big guy. Nobody can block this guy hook. He's going to make 100% of them, and here we go. All right, coming up in the next segment, I've got how you and I can relate to Brett Mars misses at the extra points last night. I think if you play golf, you'll understand, and even if you don't, you'll understand. And then we're going to get into some sports stuff, including a tragedy in Alabama and a very big uh, night in the uh, convo on Thursday. Plus, the uh, UTSA Coaches Show is coming up this evening. At uh, at uh, seven o'clock out here at the Chicken and Pickle. Hope you come out and enjoy us. Enjoy that. We'll talk more cowboy discussion coming up in the next segment as we continue. It's the Andy Everett Show, and it's five fifty-eight on the ticket.